Pop, pop. Okay, I've changed the the way the collar is now, and it's like a wraparound collar, like a bike, ja- like a motorcycle jacket, you know, like that. No, I want it to be like a pop collar, like sort of like a, a half priest was the exact terminology. It's quite complicated to get working. I know there was a fair amount of skepticism out there. We've got to earn the belief. Belief. The game wasn't built. The game wasn't built. I haven't had an opportunity to work on them, but they are in the work. Refactor them, change things out, retrofit it. Refactor them, refactor them, refactor them. People program things. This is bullshit. Isn't true from day one. It wasn't 100% crowdfunded. I mean, it is, it's, it's been the narrative that they've sold everybody on and this open development, which hasn't been open whatsoever. Uh, it's all been uh, a sham to take your money. I mean, it's, it's, it's a marketing tool. Uh, that's all it is. And, and that, was, that was turbulence reason uh, for stepping in and taking control of the crowdfunding because Roberts had no idea. And all this Sandy Gardner is the best marketer since she was a little girl and all this other shit. It's all been turbulent from the beginning. You mentioned Turbulent. And this is a company that both Shroud of the Avatar and Cloud Imperium Games uh, have relied on heavily in terms of this brave new world of game funding. Tell us, can you give us a little background history of that company? What do they do? Well, uh, so far, what we've what we know about Turbulent, they started uh, quite some time ago, about fifteen years ago. They've grown uh, slowly up until the last three years, where they've they've tacked on tons of employees and tons of revenue, uh, mostly for Star Citizen. Um, although that has slowed this year to zero, zero new postings uh, for jobs uh, related to CryEngine or Star Citizen or RSI or CIG, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they start off doing uh, like mobile games and games for phones and trying to do different things in the gaming platforms. And um, they settled on this crowdfunding thing with Kickstarter and have really, I think their thing is called Heap 3 or Heap. Uh, and that's what they use to, they talk about like con- how to convert different uh, people over, like getting your friends involved and then getting those friends involved because there's different ways of gifting them things or pulling them into the project. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very interesting uh, thing. And, I mean, there's a whole bunch of links on the Turbulent website that talk about how they have tried to convert uh, people uh, in- into backers. Uh, across all of their 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 games, I think they also did the the uh, Gears of War. No, no, it wasn't Gears of War. It was the 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 Warhammer 40k MMO that they they threw out there. Okay. Oh, uh, the heap thing. Now, was that the was that what Chris Roberts was talking about? Sort of like a a platform for crowdfunding. I'm pulling like up, a while ago. So... I'm pulling up the uh, slideshow they have. I've seen it before. It's kind of wow. It's called Star Citizen, an intergalactic gaming platform, and it talks about you know kind of the web store aspects or different features in the web store. But yeah, like the agent said, it it has a lot of these, you know, kind of the early form, kind of the marketing speak for CCUs and pledge upgrades, basically. 
Yeah, and, and talking about how to convert all of that into more backers and to get everyone even more interested in the project. Sure, the way it words it here is the community platform itself leverages and harnesses the tremendous power of its fan base to involve them in playtesting and balancing of game development. Well, I wouldn't, that latter part I probably w wouldn't say has been happening. But yeah, um, I'm just pulling random quotes here. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. We pioneer new and exciting ways to engage the fans, gather their feedback and value, <laughs> in other words, dollars, and their original creations and insights. Basically, I, the, the sense that I get from Turbulent is from their outward expression is that they run the community side the crowdfunding side but the agent you're seeing more than that you're seeing job listings you're seeing mocap positions what tell us more about that uh yeah and so that was a surprise uh to me too uh that they had posted jobs on i think it was indeed uh canada since uh, turbulence a canadian company and they, they specifically asked for people with uh, CryEngine and mocap experience uh, and CryEngine programming. Uh, and this, this was probably 20, late 2016, early 2017. And a lot of these were six-month positions that were going to turn into full-time positions. Um, so, so it's obvious Turbulent just isn't a, uh, you know, the crowdfunding platform it used to be. It, it includes a lot more than that now. They're pretty much uh, they're they're an outside contractor pretty much right now. Yeah, and and they've grown. I mean, they they had less than uh, I believe it was fifty employees at the start of twenty sixteen, and now they're up to one twenty five, and the majority of that uh, was going to be funneling into uh, Star Citizen. I have to I have to think some of that was driven by Cloud Imperium's incompetence and inability to get things done. I'm looking here on their website. It says some of their featured tech and services is Game Launcher and what is or well, amongst other things, Game Launcher. And it harkens back to the what do they call it? The Alpha. The Delta Launcher? Yeah, the Delta Launcher where instead of downloading the entire game, you'd only get the files that changed. And it was, I believe, this is not this is not a secret. This is just like an open piece of information you can go find. Turbulent built the Delta launcher, and so, it still doesn't really work like it's supposed to. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not too familiar with that. But it's like at some point, Cloud Imperium just can't get anything done and pushes it off to these other companies. I mean, this is perhaps uh, just uh systemic from chris who kind of just wants to shoot the mocap and shoot the you know rub elbows with actors and leave all the game development to i forget the different companies that he's offloaded it to Jesus, there's a, a million of them yeah throw out some of those names what was what was the one that worked working on ai oh that was uh, moon collider moon. slash uh, kythera i believe we haven't heard from them in a while huh uh they're they're done that was pulled in house. Uh, that was pulled in house in I think late 2016 or early 2017, which was heralded, by the way, uh, by a lot of the backers as "Thank God, all these inept people are finally gone, and now Chris Roberts can oversee these uh, these people and really get it done right." 
Yeah, much like the Ilphonic FPS thing where the where somebody convinced Chris Roberts to pull it in house after everything had been said and done. Yeah, and that's I mean that was a uh, I mean I don't know how many millions uh, they probably had to pay out to to Ilphonic, but uh, it was probably a pretty good uh, pretty penny there. So regarding oh, regarding turbulent, the agent you say you've seen a dramatic drop to zero on job listings and their involvement with Star Citizen. Do you think their involvement's coming to a close, or what's going on there? Well, so that was the big after the. Um, the Derek Smart reveal of the of the um, illegal Scodden um, lawsuit uh, against CIG and Chris Roberts and all that. That was the next big thing I started hearing about was that Turbulent was in the process of trying to sever ties because they uh-huh. were continued to owe money and they were not getting it. Oh, that sounds familiar. And And a lot of this was based off of what a launch uh it is so so if you look if you look at like when chris roberts is saying this is going to be this is early access right now this is like the mvp of star citizen and a lot of people are saying well this is still pre-alpha i mean that whole thing of launching now has definitely turned into uh what the fuck is the definition of launch uh so I, I just don't I don't know anymore uh, if if that was uh, contingent on some sort of like uh, contract they had that said hey turbulent we're gonna launch in 2016 and then you're gonna get 30 percent of everything we get in or 15 percent and now they're saying well we haven't really launched yet even though the game is out and we're we're pulling in money for it for all these pre-orders for ships. And people are playing, and we're saying everyone's having fun, and backers are saying there's more content than every AAA game ever made since uh, 2002. Uh, I'm just not sure, you know, what that that contract uh, between them. But that that was the huge thing is that they were they were pissed that they weren't getting what was owed to them. Oh yeah, no, I mean, like uh, I, I for myself as an investor, sort of like yeah, you know, I looked at my contract and sort of like you know. Profit sharing is usually based upon sort of like the product launching and going, you know, going to sales, and then those sales bring back profit. That's when a pro- uh, profit share or uh, someone someone with shares will start to see the income come back in. And then when you start to befuddle the idea of what is a launch, that's when sort of like I think one one of the big. Uh, one of the big movie industry ones was sort of like a David Prowse's profit sharing with the. Uh, uh, Lucasfilm, based upon uh, you know the earnings from I think it was the uh, let's see the Last Jedi. Yeah, it was uh, the the final. Yeah. So uh, David Prowse actually got screwed out of profit sharing because they reported all those earnings to a different company. Hmm. And so you could probably apply sort of like uh, you know you know contracts with a company, and then the profits go to a different company and said, well, we didn't make any profits, so you don't get anything. Yeah. Hollywood accounting. Yeah, and and by the way, which uh, our friend Ortwin is uh, extremely uh, comfortable doing, and Jesus Christ, looking through that guy's fucking history. Sorry for the uh, colorful language, but mm-hmm. holy shit, that is a whole rabbit hole. And I know I posted about it before, uh, and and kind of went through, and it started feeling like I was stalking him. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't wait to find a used condom from him and bake a cake out of it <laughs> or something. Like, yeah. I, it was, it was fucking weird. Uh, the stuff that that guy has gone through. 
Well, I mean, like the big thing that you know my research came up with was uh, you know the Kevin Costner oral agreement violation uh, case back in two thousand eight, where pretty much uh, Ortwin and Ascendant Pictures managed to rewrite Hollywood law by saying an oral a oral agreement is now a legal agreement. I mean, sort of like, yeah, they affected Hollywood, but not in the best way. Right, right. Jumping back to Turbulent a little bit, um, you linked here their CMS, and yeah, their CMS has a lot to do with like combining the community, commerce, and an integrated software. I mean, for sh- no doubt, this is some useful stuff, but Star Citizen, I mean, that's pretty much the entire game at this point. And that's not the only thing that uh, Turbulent has done for CIG either. Yeah, correct. And and this this is the the you know what I say to people when they when they talk about Star Citizen or when I get drunk enough to talk about Star Citizen with them um, is that the you can go out and play Star Citizen right now. It, it, this is not a dream. Like this isn't a pre-order for a game that's coming out in twelve years. You can literally go and play Star Citizen right now and base your opinions on it right now. And those, if you think it's a good game right now, I don't fucking understand where your brain is at. Um, but but like Turbulence, you know, doing here, um, it, it's it's a it's a interesting way of roping in more people uh, to back the project. And also, sorry if there was a squeak. My dog decided to barge in here. Right. <laughs> she cares not for doors in this house. Um, but yeah, there, there's and you know the the whole uh, they were hoping that this Warhammer game was also going to support them, and uh, also that um, I think Shroud of the Avatar was going to be a lot bigger than it turned out to be. Uh, although when people are buying a thirty thousand dollar virtual castle, uh, I mean how do you even begin to understand that kind of whale? Um, and apparently Turbulent does, so they're they're very important to how this whole crowdfunding thing is working out. I mean, it's funny that you say sort of like roping in backers to uh, get excited into projects, and I kind of look back at like CIG sort of like, you know, CIG is looking for ways to rope other people into doing their uh, core game development. The, and sort of like, the promise of Star Citizen, you know, is like all-encompassing, not just in the game world, but like outside. They think that one day voice communication will happen whether or not they're playing. Uh, they could just jump into voice chat with their guild friends. It's a little bit nuts, but, you know, Turbulent is cited as the most recent you know, work towards this vo- in-voice, in- in-game voice communication, which has is been talked about somewhat, but no, never no, implemented. This, right. So, so this, oh my God, this whole face over IP thing. Th- oh, Jesus. All right, so this is the same company, just renamed, and I don't know why everyone's saying this face over IP thing is new. It's the same fucking company that produced it for SOE, back with EverQuest 2. Wow. It's the exact same company just renamed with the exact same people at the head of it. Now, these guys actually did work with the Kinect as well, right? Because I remember there was a promotion for that. 
Uh, I don't remember that specifically, but I remember all the Sony stuff because I used to work there back in the day. And okay. uh, it's, uh, well, now it's Daybreak Games, and God knows what that Russian is doing with them. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. Holy shit. Is <laughs> we'll jump Derek, over that is this, one. Is this uh, Derek Smart's Twitter feed right now or what? <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so, so I, I can't remember what the they were called, but I believe it was part, and that's part of three lateral, if if I remember correctly, uh, was the 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 face over IP stuff, right? And then just renamed to Faceware or whatever it is now. Yeah, it's it's uh it's the the Faceware Technologies. They were originally uh, some other company that was doing the stuff for Sony Online Entertainment. Why they're rebranding a fucking webcam and doing all this stuff now? I mean, it's uh, it should be insulting if you're if you're backing this this game. If you're if you're in love with Star Citizen, and hey, I, I would I actually want Star Citizen to come out and be fucking incredible. Uh, one because I think it'll be the uh, greatest uh, engine full of grief ever created. <laughs> I think that no matter who will play it, uh, it's going to just cause you so much pain when you load up because it's going to be a PVPers fucking wet dream. Uh, and and it, it's, it's going to destroy you. Uh, but anyway, so, but I want star citizen to come out. I think it's, I think it would be amazing. I really like the, the let me just say the fidelity. I, I think it looks great. I want to be a part of a project like that. And that's why I backed it. I backed it. I backed trial the avatar. I have posters sitting in here signed by dev team members from a ton of Kickstarters. Um, and I want those games to come out because I'm a huge gamer. I, this is my hobby. This is what I like to do. This is what I entertain myself with um, and not like killing sharks and eating them uh, for you out there and the, the something awful <laughs> thread. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that this is always touted as the next level of technology, you know, face over IP. My God, no one's done this. Well, fucking it's the same company that did it like eight, 10 years ago. Uh, so it's nothing new. And then, like, people going, wow, look at this movement. You could stand on a rock and, like, your foot comes up on the rock. Mm -hmm. It's, like, never been done before. I'm like, fucker, have you not played a PlayStation 3 game? Like, that shit was in there, man. It's it's in Skyrim. <laughs> it is. I mean, holy shit. It's nothing new. This stuff is nothing new. Now, the scope. When you talk to me and you say, I'm going to have three cruisers fighting with a crew of, like, let's say 50 people each with the fighters in the background fighting over a planet that people will be fighting on, dropping bombs on them at the same time fighting over this land. There's information runners running and doing all this stuff. I think that'd be awesome. How are you going to fucking do it? You, you, you just can't. You just can't do it right now um and and so this is my my big problem is when i recognize games that have promised uh, or very, like over promised and that's been something since the like the early 90s where where these game companies will step in and be like oh there'll be uh your character will age and then when you die your son will take over and every decision you make in the whole game will change the face of the game forever it's that's marketing speak man because when the game comes out it's still a video game. It's not the fucking Matrix. You're not Neo running around being able to jump off walls and fucking fly spaceships and shit. It's a video game. And you're going to get bored of it. You're, Star Citizen will not be the last game you play because in six months, you will be out of content. And you'll be going, where the fuck is my content, Chris Roberts? You promised me all this shit. And I've given you 50 grand. 
By the way, that uh, I actually like that that Clifford guy. I think he's awesome. And there's a backer. I know there's a backer out there with over 100k in ships. Oh yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're, and, they are, they and, exist. And so, and he's he's uh, he was a big uh, like he he like kept defending them, defending them. And for some reason, this Hercules thing has got him in a snit, which happens with a lot of people. I don't actually understand this whole LTI. Ah. I'm pissed no, did, about Cl- it. Clifford's got Clifford's mad about it. Oh no, not no, Clifford. Not the, the hundred, the hundred thousand oh, guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he'll. I don't think they could ever refund someone with a hundred thousand dollars in the project. That's just insane. I don't think. Not at this point, no. No, and I don't think they're gonna. Uh, you know, this was this was leaked a lot uh, back in 2016 and 2017. They were talking about how 2.6 that would be the end of refunds because it would constitute a major release. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't remember. I mean, this is the problem with Star Citizen too. And we talked about this earlier: is that there's so much information out there. There's so much that has happened over mm-hmm. since 2011. It's hard to keep it all, you know, relatively easy to access. Um, and not just that, but like conflicting information. Yeah, exactly. And and so uh, if you if you kind of go back, you'll remember that two point six uh, slash two point seven was supposed to be three point oh. That mm-hmm. that was supposed to include all this cool shit in three point like the whole the the Stanton system and all this new technology about like uh, I don't think service beacons were a thing, but like trading and mining and asteroids and all this cool shit was supposed to be two point six. So. I started getting leaks back then um, about how they're going to stop refunds once this major milestone happened. And I posted in the thread quite a bit saying, "Get if you're looking to get out of Star Citizen, put your refund in now because they'll stop. And since 3.0 hit, they've stopped. They're, yeah. they're essentially done with refunds. Or, or at least sort of like they're they're giving a very big runaround on refunds. Oh and yeah, they just don't have the heart to say no more refunds. Period. Full stop. Yeah, and that was that was actually another leak that I got a while ago. Was that you? What you do is you deny, uh, like you just delay. You don't deny. You you delay and delay and delay and delay without saying no as far as you can. Um, and there was an earlier leak before that where it would be delay, delay, delay until a big sales happened, then you'd refund. But now it seems like it's delay, 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 never say no, <laughs> just hope those people fucking go away. Yeah. Um, and if they really want to, try suing them. I mean, uh, welcome to the fucking American court system. Good luck getting your money in like three and a half years. Yeah. I mean, just like I feel bad for the people that are starting to discover now and just say, yeah, maybe I should cut back the amount of money I have or just get full refund. And now just sort of like everybody's waiting on the refund specialist. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I, if they actually have a job listing for that. I, I, you know, I thought the same surprised. thing. I don't think I've ever seen it. But yeah, the agent, you bring up a lot of different points. Um, some of my favorites are like, I don't I don't understand what it is about this latest ship JPEG that has everyone suddenly about facing. It, it's it's a little bit crazy. I mean, none of this exploitive stuff is nothing we haven't seen in the past, but this time it's different. My only I've tried to guess at the cause, but maybe people like this ship more, maybe it's it's really it's really no. weird. You got to remember, this is all cyclical, and we we've seen this. It's anytime someone fucks with the ships or the LTI or anything, mm. it's it's like 
it's a big deal. It's a big deal because that's that's really the only part of the game that's in and functional and you're paying for a hundred percent. I mean, you, you can talk about all the games in pre-alpha, so all of the, the stuff that we're doing and the trading and the mining and, well, not the mining yet, but like the service beacons and all that stuff, that's all going to get figured out in the future. But you're laying out your credit card or whatever uh, for a ship now with systems now, with LTI right now. So that feels like the most complete part of Star Citizen. Yeah, and the money metagame. Right, ex exactly. And and this happens with the, I mean, it happened with Shadow of the Avatar. And obviously this, this was a, a great idea by Turbulent. The problem is when you start getting into, you know, 600 or $700 ships, you're no longer talking about like whales, like me. Like I, I spend probably... 800 bucks a year on Warframe. And I think that's a lot of money. And I'm considered like a, a top tier whale with 800 bucks in a year. Mm -hmm. um, but for Star Citizen, you don't start hitting like grand whale territory until you're about 2,500 to $10,000 a year in. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's a big difference. And, and the reason why this will go sour with more and more mechanics that they fully release and why backers get upset uh, about this kind of stuff is because once it's in there and firm, right now Chris Roberts is promising you, if you want PvP, have PvP. If you want PvE, have PvE. If you want mining, trading, exploration, solar systems, first-person combat, tank combat, combined arms combat. If you want to role-play in a Japanese RPG. If you want to get laid by ladyboys on Ladyboy like Alpha 7, go there. Do anything you fucking want. Star Citizen will have it for you. I must have missed that stretch goal. It's, well, <laughs> stretch goal indeed. Oh. Uh, so yes. Uh, so so when you when you start when you start promising all this stuff, right? You're 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 promising all this gameplay. You're promising all these different uh, things that will function seamlessly with one another, right? So y y you then you, whales come in and they say, oh well, I like the PvP aspect, or I like the PVE aspect, or I like whatever aspect of this you're promising me. So the whales come in, they start buying heavy. They're at twenty five hundred dollars or five thousand uh, dollars a year now, right? Well, when you solidify a mechanic and it alienates one of your top tier whales, mm. this all of a sudden when you lose one person who puts in 5k a year into your game or more, um, you are not going to get that person back. You, you just aren't. There's no replacement for that whale. You need to replace that with common people like me who would drop 60 bucks or 100 bucks maybe every quarter or like six months on a ship or a concept. I mean, I personally wouldn't ever pre-order a ship in a game that you're pre-ordering. That seems insane to me. Uh, I like when I pay for something like Hearthstone packs or like stuff in Warframe, I get that right away and can play with it. And the devs, especially, I just want to shout out to like the Digital Extreme people, uh, and I'm not associated with them in any way, uh, that they do a great job of of updating and keeping players really informed and um, and, and pushing in new mechanics that, that change the game, but also like testing them. But right now, if you alienate, in, in Star Citizen, if you alienate one of those whales and they don't come back, you're down like a, a quarter of a percentage. And that doesn't seem like much, but if you keep alienating them, you're not going to have a whole lot of revenue stream. Yeah, I mean, like, it, the theory about, you know, the crowdfunding stuff is sort of like that there is a core bunch of whales that are providing at least 80, 85% of the annual income. And then the rest of it comes just from, you know, plebs buying maybe 60 bucks a year. 
And so when you start to alienate them, especially with like this, to answer an earlier question that you had, Virtual sort of like, what is the big deal about this new spaceship? Well, I mean, uh, uh, Agent touched on it. It's like, it is a big purchase. It, it goes up to $900. Or actually, uh, one of the packages goes up to uh, uh, $1,250. Mm. And so you're asking for a big chunk of change. You're asking for like Idris-level money. So like you're asking for a capital, capital ship money for a small little uh, either like a, a you know an AC-10 Hercules with guns or just a tank transport. And not only that, they have well, nothing new, but they tested this out with the earlier Origin 100i, one of the new starter ships, was that war bonds, uh, war bonds being cash only up front, were, was the only way to get LTI on the ship. So it was, the Origin 100i was like a $50, $60, $70 purchase. Oh. I mean, so it, no it is small. So no big no deal, big deal in comparison. Yeah. yeah, so no big deal in comparison to a $600, $700, $800, dollars purchase. And not only that, you know, it is limited to that war bond. People with gift cards and store credit, you know, a majority of your backers who have that cannot get LTI. And, you know, LTI is the one thing where CIG says, oh, it's no big deal, but you can only get it if you give us new money. Well, this is also another fucking problem. LTI, it's not a big deal. It was a big deal. It's going to be a big deal. No one actually has any concrete idea of what LTI is or what it's supposed to be, how actually the gameplay of it uh, results in a, a net bonus to the person who owns the ship with LTI. And also, why is LTI such a big deal if permadeath is in the fucking game? What What is the... Like, I don't understand. When, they, when you talk about death of a spaceman and they're saying, oh, well, when you die, all this shit happens and you're going to die and you're going to have someone take you over. Uh, okay, well, then wh why is my fleet still there? Like, I think it's mostly because LTI is more of a, it, more for the account rather than for, like, your, your role-playing character that you make. And if he dies, it, it's supposed to be specifically for your account. So long as the, pl as the player, the customer, is alive. Yeah, and well, that's and that's the thing though is is that we can speculate all day on yeah. what it's going to do, but there's actually no set in stone mechanic right now. There's 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 nothing six. that tells us. Yeah, 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 exactly. And if you're not, uh, by the way, if you, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, you don't understand game development. Oh, you don't understand game development. Oh, you don't, you don't, you just don't do it." Uh, there's a lot I, about this project that doesn't understand game development. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I gotta tell you, if someone came to me, like if anybody that that I worked with ever, like it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter game design or or uh, I don't know, making a fucking taco, which are delicious, uh, just not with blue cheese, by the way. Uh, so if you're if you're if you're if you're still designing your taco, two hours or three hours or five hours into a Taco Tuesday, uh, you're fucked. You're fucked. You need to put those tacos out so people can enjoy them or tell you what sucks about your fucking tacos. I 100% yeah, agree with you. And it it's kind of one of my frustrations is I'd love to see Cloud Imperium start to struggle with some of the big problems, but they can't even get past doors. 
Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just playing the other day. I, I went in there and took a couple screenshots because uh, one of my artists for, for love pledge, actually, she, she came back to the project. So she had some extra time to start working again. Um, so I was like, Oh great. You know, uh, I'll take some, I'll take some screenshots of what the game. So you get kind of get an idea of what I'm, I'm going for here. Um, and, and it was extremely fucking buggy just getting out of my bunk. Oh, just, I've, just... I've been in streams, and people have to change <laughs> servers two or three times before they can get out of the wank pod. I mean, this this isn't going to... I mean, I was actually... Uh, it's funny, because I watch a lot of the... I mean, I watch this project a lot. I probably I probably uh, know more about Star Citizen and, and follow Star Citizen more than uh, at games I actually end up playing, um, just because I find it very entertaining. Uh, but, like, watching um, uh, What the Fuck Osaurus and, like, Bad News Baron and, and people who, like, stream this stuff is, like, I don't find them having a good time. It's, like, they struggle just to get, well, one, like, get out of the bunk, get into their ship, which sometimes doesn't spawn right, or the landing pads are full, even though they're all empty, or the server crashes, or they crash and die. Oh, my dog's agreeing with me. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, uh, I, I would agree that they don't enjoy it, but, you know, the old saying is sort of like, you know, you dance for your dinner. And, like, they're, they are getting their sort of their subscribers that happen to be, you know, Star Citizen fans and whatnot that are, you know, giving them the Twitch money in order to keep on doing this. But it's not a pleasant, it's not a fun way to dance for your dinner, I would suspect. No, I mean, well, really, right now, what gets me about Star Citizen is that there's no way to progress. There's no progression system. Like, I, I could understand, like, I would deal with bugs. I've dealt with bugs. I was in the fucking WoW Friends and Family Alpha, for Christ's sakes, in 2002. Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. you deal with stuff that you don't like because you enjoy the game so much, and you could see the progression in your character. You got levels, you got money. Right now in Star Citizen, you got money. Uh, but you can't really buy much with it. You can't like upgrade a ship uh, unless you actually fork out real cash for it. Um, they even and that money away... is never guaranteed to be there when you log on next time. Right. Or, yeah. Exactly. And and or either that or you're like, oh, let me go get all this cargo and I'm going to do a cargo run to Daymar or whatever the fucking stupid name it is. And you go out there and then you crash and say goodbye to all the cash you just invested. I mean, that should not be happening. Like you should be able to come back in and get right back in the game. And that is like one of the key things for an MMO uh, that, you know, a, a persistent multiplayer world, let's forget even an MMO, because I mean, I don't see them having 400 people running around in a single area ever. Um, but just to come back and start playing with your character again in the same spot you were at before. And that just doesn't happen with Star Citizen. Yeah, I mean, like, uh... I mean, I look at it as sort of say, you know, kind of tailing back to an earlier point, just like how much Turbulent has been doing for CIG, sort of like uh, one of the things that we were talking about before is like, uh, you know, mocap is sort of like how much mocap has Turbulent done for this project outside of what uh, Chris Roberts has overseen himself, like at Imaginarium, or has Chris Roberts actually overseen the Turbulent mocap? I mean, well, at, at this point, I'm assuming all the mocap is done. 
I mean, for for like the major squadron forty two stuff, uh, I could be wrong. It looks like they're doing pickup mocap shots mm-hmm. for different stuff. Um, so the directing of that is probably done and gone. They did have a, a second and third uh, major mocap shoot uh, with some A list uh, Hollywood characters uh, not too long ago. I think it was midpoint last year again. Um, and 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 so I think I think that part is done. And so that was the easy part of the project. The hard part after you're done with mocapping all these people. So you got like, let's say, it, it actually, it was funny. It was on a CIG stream uh, not too long ago where like, uh, it was like the um, close combat animations, right? So you'd yeah. have like a guy, all right, uh, we're going to stab him and then, and then put your gun back up. Well, he stabbed him with an imaginary knife in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it just so it's sort of a fist to the chest and then pulled up an imaginary gun with his two hands. Now, well, that's great, and it looks good when you're like just going through the animations. But when you try to actually map that to something in the game, there is a whole mess of cleanup you have to do. I mean, there is just a shitload of cleanup that comes into that, and that's what those like when you, the people say, "Oh, they have 400 people working on this game, or whatever." Uh, the vast majority of them are artists, and they're cleaning up all that fucking mocap because it takes forever and is very expensive. I mean, like, part isn't it part of it? Like, uh, what is it? Is it the scale? Is it, is it the software uh, translating from from mocap to uh, you know three three DS? I mean, what what's the biggest holdup? Uh, well, all right. So so this is this is why like a lot of the mocap, and you can see this now with the CIG streams. They're doing mocap like a dude walking into a corner. Or dude, like doing the the combat knife animations or whatever, right? Or mocapping, mopping, or or mopping, right? You have these. Oh, and of course, my gardeners decide to come today too. Uh, that's <laughs> great. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry for that in the background, but don't worry um, about it. Uh, so so, and and of course, the dog is barking at them too. All right, g- give me a minute. I'm gonna put the dog in the other room. I'm gonna get the gardeners away. Hold on. Give me. I, give me I wouldn't one, worry one about second. it at all, my friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her. I go letter bark then, but um, so so the mocap stuff you you do it in small like bursts of of ten seconds, five seconds, seven seconds, stuff like that. Right, and and then it's easier to translate. So you have your walking animation, which will translate into the slash animation, which will translate to another animation, and then you can also do it like uh, like Last of Us did, blend them together with the environment. So your you know your characters like when you walk up against a wall, you're putting a hand on it. Uncharted did it. I mean th- these are stuff that's been around for a decade at this point, right? Oh, yeah, no, um, you, you sort of have, you have uh, triggers at the end of these animations that say, if, if space is available, you trigger this a- information. And then uh, at the end of that an- animation, sort of like, say, you're up against a wall, and, like, the animation would be awkward, uh, the trigger says, says, there's no space to do it, cancel animation, you know, enemy dead, move on, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and so and so you have you know all all these different little snippets and you blend them together. Your animators blend them all together, uh, and 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 hopefully in a seamless way. What you don't do is say I'm going to shoot this mocap like a movie. Now you you can do it. You you can do it for stuff that has no player interaction. Right for so like cinematic cut scene. Yeah, if it's a cutscene or if it's something the player will never have a hand in, you can do it and kind of easily uh, manipulate that because it's it's you don't have to worry about the player jumping around. Yeah, you, uh, you all you have is the camera perspective and the player, and if you have a loose player in there, he's going to see everything. 
Exactly, exactly. So, and this is the thing too, where you get back into the old Half-Life 2, where you have these characters that back at the time were very lifelike and talking, and you were like, wow, this is amazing. And then I'm like constantly bunny hopping and being an asshole, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. fucking, what the hell is this? I just want to go uh, use the gravity gun some more. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting to shoot, uh, let's say, and especially when you're, when you're shooting mocap with like, uh, a ton of people like Chris did, like he, and some mm. of the scenes I've seen him have like eight or nine actors running around with each other, which is insane because you got to remember when, you, when that translates into wherever you're putting it in a ship on the ground, in a cave, uh, in an office building, in a tower, wherever it's going to be. Uh, you have to light that. You have to clothe them. You have to make sure their clothing doesn't uh, like like poke through any of the model's body. Uh, all the seams, like you'll have like characters with like the their eyes. If you ever had like a bad played a game and it had like bad or weird mocap, you'll notice like sometimes like the hands like clip through the cheek or mm. clip through the gun or clip yeah. through. And that's because that artist was like, holy shit. Uh, I have uh, 12 hours of game to clean up. I couldn't get to this one little scene. And uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was just full of all of that. And uh, this is what you're getting into right now with... Oh, yeah. Uh, we haven't even talked about, like, geometry and scale. Sort of, like, imagine sort of, like, you're on the flat ground of a mocap studio stage. And then all of a sudden, you have to translate that to a slanted uh, in-game proction... <laughs> I mean, sort of like all of a sudden you, you have to translate everybody in, and just you have people falling through the through the uh, through the architecture. Um, like uh, you have scales, sort of like even with like eight eight or nine people, like the mass scenes that they have is sort of like okay, how how far are these people in relationship, and they like translate and slide into position, stuff like that. Right, and it, well, this was also one of the leaks from I think twenty sixteen, a long time ago, was that the uh, vandal. Uh, no one accounted for their their size because they're supposed to be like eight feet tall. I mean, they're supposed to be huge yeah. fucking alien creatures, mm -hmm. and they were actually supposed to also you, the whole the whole premise of that leak, the whole email. And I only post snippets; I never post the whole thing. Um, right. But there there was a lot of that that said like they were supposed to crawl, like if you were supposed to meet them originally, like as a biped, uh, and and then and then be surprised when they can do like an alien crawl up on like. The, the geometry. The walls. Yeah, so they'd be climbing over the walls on the, you know, and shooting at you and all this stuff. But when they went back to do it, they were like, oh, we thought these were like the same size as everybody. So that completely fucked up. When you have a, when you're talking about a six foot character versus an eight foot character, and you think, well, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal unless the sets you built to showcase these people were all built with six feet uh, in mind. Because then you have a two-foot difference, so their heads are clipping through, that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, like, so they mocap the Vandal, and now they're dealing with the scale stuff? It, 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 am I getting that right? Well, yeah, the, but they've been dealing with that. Yeah, they've been dealing with that since the, the mocap finished. I mean, you, you can't, and then especially if you have a Vandal and a human in the same scene, and one's supposed to be scaled up to eight feet, but you didn't actually scale the mocap actor to eight feet and no one's actually looking at where his head's supposed to be. They're all looking at where the actor's head is. So now you got to fix their eyeball tracking. Oh. You got to fix where their hands are going. I mean, this, this is, and this comes up in games all the time. This, this isn't like a new problem. This has happened in tons of games. Uh, and, and artists come in and go like, Holy shit, look at all the stuff we have to fix. And then they have to fix it. But when you mocap 20 
plus hours with a crew of how many A-list actors? I don't know. It was, it was like it seemed like three dozen at this point. Um, when you have well, Superman, A-list, I'd probably say about ten A-ish list actors, and everybody else just supporting cast. I think. I, it, yeah. That's. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying Hollywood type. Not like, oh, I, I found this guy and he's, you know, he was on yeah, TV ten like years ago. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm saying like you, you're Dan Giesling. Uh, so, so it's it's just it's one of those things where you just don't like. I I don't think he thought that things have changed much. I thought he thought shooting would be the same, but then in in post you could do all these amazing effects, and you can. I mean, you can. It just takes a long fucking time if you're not shooting the mocap correctly. So how much of tur- how much has Turbulent had to do of this? Oh, that, and that's I mean it's anybody's guess. I mean the 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 stuff that I saw it, it's probably they're they're doing the um, the little pickups uh, of yeah. animation, um, and and I I guarantee you that CIG is still having uh, outsider third party people trying to to work and uh, clean up uh, all their mocap because that I mean I think I posted a long time ago about that uh, is that it takes I mean something like even like a, just a second of mocap can take a single artist uh, up to an hour or something just to just to clean up the animation, forget lighting, forget like costume changes. Uh, because, you know, Chris wanted when people are off duty not to be in their, their armor or when people were on different planets to be in different armor and all this stuff. It's not just like, oh, we could just swap it out. And I'm sure that's what he was thinking. But it's it's not that simple. I mean, the, the clipping alone can really cause your characters to look, well, cheap. Uh, and and just just really not well put together, and not up to Chris's standards, of course. Well, no, I mean, and this is the thing too. If you're shooting, if you're saying every scene, every character in every scene needs to look like you're, this is going to be the best looking game ever. And by the way, it's really not anymore. I mean, maybe yeah. three years ago, but now the stuff that I stuff that's been leaked to me about other games uh, coming out and the stuff that I've seen, uh, like holy shit, like 2020. Uh, 2019 and 2020 are, are going to just blow people away. I mean, oh, with how this, this stuff looks. Well, I mean, like, it, we're also talking, like, just how much Turbulent has been, like, shouldered with as a contractor these days. It's sort of like, the other thing was, wasn't Turbulent the one making the vertical slice uh, for for this last, last sitcom last year? Tell us about yeah, that. And- yeah, so that's, I mean, that was the, well, I should say the rumor. And I want to just, just tell everybody, you know, who, who might be watching this later or whatever, you know, I, I don't go out, I'm not a journalist. Uh, I've said this before like a thousand times in the thread. I'm not a journalist. I don't go out there and verify everything that I get. A lot of this stuff could be complete crap. A lot of this stuff could be 100% true. I don't verify it. I pull out the stuff that I think is funny or that I think is relevant or that I think is true and and change it and post about it. Um, because really these email dumps, like if I was doing the email dumps, a lot of it is uh, kind of boring. Um, and it's mostly people bitching about their jobs, which I hear about all the time. Oh. Um, so so just, just keep that in mind. So everything that you read of mine, uh, I, I didn't verify. And I, I never mm-hmm. have. Um, and, and some of it, to me, just is hilarious. Like the, the Chris Roberts spending a day talking about bomber jackets or the, the AMD letter oh. stuff. Let's uh, talk about the bomber jackets. Uh, so that so that email uh, was from someone at uh, that that worked uh, with Chris, um, and I, I don't. And also, if I'm being vague, it's no, because that's fine. Uh, yeah. And if but if, if people don't know, if people really aren't uh, in the industry much or or don't 
know about the gaming industry. It's a very, it seems like a lot of people work in it, and a lot of people do. A lot of people do work in games, but there's a very small subset of people that work at the top of the gaming industry, that own the companies, that make the decisions to hire people or fire people. There, there's not that many of them, uh, especially in, in North America. Um, and in Europe, that's changing right now. But in North America, it's a very small amount of people that all are very insular. All of them know each other. Um, and if you talk shit, if uh, you talk shit, they're going to tell their buddies and they're not going to fucking hire you. It's, it's that simple. Um, and, and I wish it didn't happen. Uh, but people even talking shit about, uh, oh, I worked uh, 90 hours this week and got nothing for it. Uh, those people are told to shut up and enjoy the job they have because they can get somebody to replace them in two seconds. Yeah, I mean, um, the reality of the, the video games industry here in North America is it is very much it very tightly knit. Well, I guess you could call it a family in, in the sense that everybody knows what everybody else is gossiping about. And yeah, it, it's, it's easy to get that black mark on you if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Exactly. Or if and that really... is why we oh, that ahead. is why we talk about sources. That's why, you know, this is why. This, this is why, honestly, a lot of people don't come out of their jobs to, to, I mean, to talk to the press or to talk on their own blog to say, you know, this is what happened today, sort of like this is bullshit, sort of like, you know, you know, Chris Roberts is doing this against the wishes. You don't hear that from developers directly because that's, that is kind of a death sentence in this industry, sort of like, if you talk shit and your name is associated to that shit talking, you're not going to be working in that industry much longer. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's sad that that has to happen. Um, but that that's not just the game industry; yeah. that's a lot of different places. Oh, but yeah. anyway, going back to uh, the jackets, uh, yeah, the jacket thing. So, so this this uh, this person sent me this email, and it was a long rambling email talking about how they they couldn't go back to do the the same artwork on this one jacket. I believe it was for the model for Rice Davies' character, who we haven't seen in forever, by the way. Um, I mean, he's fallen off the face of the earth on this project, right? Um, and he was an important guy. They had him on several times. Anyway, so I, b I believe it was, and I didn't mention that in the leak. I didn't, I didn't talk about the, the Rice Davies character, the bomber jacket uh, with him specifically, um, because I think that would have, that would have uh, given away something at the time. Now it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like they, they were so fed up with having to go back and being like, okay, I've changed the the way the collar is now, and it's like a wraparound collar, like a bike, ja like a motorcycle jacket, you know, like that. No, I want it to be like a pop collar, like sort of like a, a half priest was the exact terminology oh, used, <laughs> uh, which was very confusing. And th this is the thing too that I get with all most of the leaks that I get, I can kind of tell which ones are on the money because. Chris Roberts has a very interesting way of explaining things to people when he's trying to get them to do something. Game designed by decree? Uh, not not just decree, but like he's he's not always clear what he wants. Like I, I get to make that that pixel green sort of thing. Yeah. But that was that was back before you can have an entire costume designed for a, a person. That, that's back before you can have the cockpit windshield uh, shininess determined. Mm -hmm. I mean, so now it's, it's every little step. And I know mm -hmm. for a fact, I know he was getting, he used to be the 100, he was the, the rubber stamp guy. He was the guy that would be like, okay, uh, everyone send me everything about the game and I have to prove it. So, so no matter what it was, if you were an artist working on toenails, 
you had to send Chris Roberts your proof, uh, like your concept, then the 3D model and all this stuff. And they were sending him these like super, they were sending him like 8K or like higher uh, res shots of like all this stuff. And then he'd see it when it was actually translated to the game. And he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh my God. Why, why does this stuff not look as good as the, and you know, trying to explain that it's, it's, I mean, it sounds so ridiculous, and that's why a lot of this stuff, I was like, this can't be true. But hearing it over and over and over again from a lot of different people, and some of some of them I know in person, um, and and talking about the dressing downs in the company and the 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 anger problems and and the whole there's like this whole. I mean, Butcher can probably speak to it too. You were much closer in that in in that whole whole regard with them, or maybe you can't speak about it. Um, but well, I, is it uh, is it the 2015 incident? Yeah, uh, the mole hunt. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's something I'm saving for a chapter of Suncost Galaxy. But if you want to cite your side of things, um, do it in brief. Oh yeah, uh, my my thing was uh, several people mentioned that it was going to be a a, a family member interviewing them, which turned out to be something completely different. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and so in hearing that from like four, like if I just heard that from like one person, I'd be like, okay. And then two per people, I'm like, well, maybe they were in some weird meeting, but then three, four, five, six people, I go, holy shit, did this actually happen? Did, did, did they get a private investigator to, to interview people? I mean, it's, it's just insane to me. It's just insane. Well, it sounds like we have a lot yeah. to look forward to in Sunk Cost Galaxy. If you haven't seen that, go ahead and check it out. It's on YouTube. Just search sunk cost galaxy but yeah getting into those old leaks you meant uh the agent you mentioned one of the one some of the, some of them seem wild at the time but over you know two or three years they eventually come true for for example uh one of your leaks was three point expect 3.0 features in 2018 at the minimum now that was that was pretty crazy at the time, but here we are in 2018. There's still no way to mine. There's barely a way to trade. I mean, if if you can call trading between two or three outposts trading, uh, what else? <laughs> it's nuts that it's crazy how many of your leaks come true over time. Well, yeah, and that's you got to remember that uh, it's. Game development, like a lot of backers like to, to say, it's in flux a lot. So there's going to be stuff that that I probably ended up leaking that was taken off the table or was not true in the first place. Or it was somebody who was working there as the AP and just threw it out there and it got picked up and sent to me. It, it, it's, But yeah, there, there's definitely some like, well, you know, according to everyone, like that leak, that the 2018 leak, oh, that's, that's no longer good because it came out December 20th something, 2017. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of becomes like, uh, you know, we, we talk about just how long it took, you know, 3.0 to get, I mean, 3.0 uh, launched on the, pretty much the last day of 2017, but, but not even feature uh, complete. And, you know, we kind of think about you know, uh, game, game design and game making being, you know, very flux, in much in flux. It's just sort of a case of like, uh, you know, time estimates and production costs are very regularly underestimated. Oh yes, and well, that's that's actually uh, getting into it. It's it's a whole part of um, 
how you you go about um, trying to make your timetable. And so it's it's better to you know as they say ask for forgiveness than for permi permission. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so so what you do is you you severely undercut the time you know. And there's also a lot of problems with like engineers and stuff who just don't want to tell you no. Uh, that that happens all the time. Where because a lot of these a lot of these guys like like I'm not saying Chris Roberts uh, is 100, percent but um, a lot of a lot of people who are in the position that he's in are very alpha type. Uh, get this shit done, and I want to see it on my desk like tomorrow morning at you know 8 a.m. or whatever. Um, and, and so you, you do not want to disappoint these guys, and and so you you try your hardest to do your job and to do it very well. But to tell them like when when like if Chris Roberts came up to me and I was I was a game designer, he said, "Okay, I need like a thousand people fighting in a single area." I wouldn't say, "Well, I'll get to work on that. I think we can have something for you in six months." I'd just tell him, "Not going to happen. Hmm. It's just not going to happen." And and whoever, if anyone's watching this and you're a backer, um, this has been leaked to me several times. The scope of the game has already been severe, severely uh, reduced. Sorry, that's the tequila slur coming on. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the scope of the game has been severely reduced at this point, um, and that your 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 multi-player you know player cap ships or whatever, um, they're really not going to be functional uh, ever. Well, um, well, will they that, even be That really in calls into question the ethics of selling this super huge freighter or whatever it is. Guys, no, I, let's, uh, let's take a break here. Let's end the episode. Go ahead and give me your outros. All right, this is uh, Bucha, and um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the agent, and I'm drunk. I never introduced myself, but this is your virtual captain. We're coming in for a landing here, and uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>